1: Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop culture, cosmos, inside sports, fantasy football, game source, of course, everything that we do right here at the Lakers Fast Break. We truly appreciate you watching and listening. Plus, you can go ahead and check out what we do each and every time out right here on YouTube. Go ahead and subscribe today and be part of all the fun right here at, of course, the Lakers Fast Break. Subscribe on YouTube today. And also, if you can, like, share, Subscribe, follow, or do whatever it is that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, Insights, Watch Fantasy Football, Simblades, blades with you want your lawn transformed into something much more better than it is today, plus also as well, LakersBall.com, Lakerholics.com, and of course our group, and of course our good friends at the hoopeds Podcast Network, and if you could support all of that, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, the bell has now run. Class is in session. We are back for Lakers Fast Break University. Truly appreciate you attending class today. And in today's lecture, we will be discussing one of the most consequential acquisitions of all time. And that is the Kobe bryant Lottie Divas trade. Well, actually, it was for a pick which became Kobe Bryant. And this has been so much talked about over the years. It has changed the course for the Lakers organization for years to come is what it did. And it's just been so much important as far as what it did for us, but also what it did for basketball as a whole. And what of course came out of it with the Lakers becoming a dominant force in the NBA. And of course, Kobe Bryant becoming one of the greatest players of all time. Vlade Divac was a much beloved individual that was part of many of the wonderful teams in the 90s, but Vlade Divac, unfortunately, was a valued commodity by other teams that wanted a center, and Charlotte was one of them. So we are going to discuss the Vlade Divac Kobe Bryant trade and how monumental and impactful it was, and here today to go ahead and talk in today's lecture, he's a good man indeed. you got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today. As ox 1947 of course at Lakersball.com. It is Professor Joe Sorrow and Professor. Great to have you here, my friend. Of course, we're all you know right there as far as the class is concerned. We're all gathered up. All the desks are moved up. The seating arrangements are all done. Everybody's very and you know just greatly anticipating today's lecture on the Vladi Divac Kobe Bryant trade and how much of a part of the Lakers lore it truly is.
0: So what coincides this particular time is, would Advent be the right word in explaining the internet? Mm -hmm. This was, this incident with the Lakers, Lottie, Kobe, was right at at the time where the internet was starting to take off and i was glued to the internet this was like the first thing i was trying to find information on what was going on with Lottie, with the draft there was some noise it was more towards kind of shack which is you know most of it but there was this there was this noise that this Kobe bryant thing was going on um it wasn't until later that it got more and more detail especially with the, uh, you know, Charlotte and, and, and the Lakers obviously get most of the pub, but there was this one guy that, and this was at the beginning here, you could tell that he was, I think had he, what was it, I think he, had he gotten full, this is my theory, had he gotten full support on this, Kobe Bryant would have never been close to the 13th pick. The 13th pick would have been five slots too late. And I believe the New Jersey Nets had the eighth pick. There was a lot of discussions that John Calipari wanted Kobe Bryant. And boy, would that have changed things. NBA TV had a segment show, which I I wish they would do more of this. I I thought it was a fantastic show. It was called What If? And one of the What Ifs shows was what happens if Kobe Bryant goes to New Jersey? Now, at the time, Kobe Bryant had said that he would go back to college if he didn't go to L.A. It wasn't until later, and I found out on What If, on that program on NBA TV, that it was more of a rouge. He said he would have gone anywhere. He could have been fibbing a little bit, or maybe he could have been serious. It would have made more sense. And imagine Kobe going to New Jersey. I mean, it's not that far away from his uh, adopted hometown, right? Philly. Could you imagine New Jersey with Kobe Bryant? But I digress. We're going to go back to what we're here for. We're going to go back to the lesson. Vladi Divac for Kobe Bryant and what it did for the L.A. Lakers.
1: Before we go into that, my friend, I want to go ahead and discuss a little bit about Vlade Divac, who is at the time my favorite Lakers player, someone who did a lot of things well, didn't excel, unfortunately, at anything as I hoped he would, showed a lot of promise as a Lakers first round draft pick, and could do a lot of things, rebound, he could block shots, he could handle the ball, he could pass, and he could uh, shoot from the outside. I think he was a forerunner for the type of individual bigs that we see now, the type of individual bigs that we see in the NBA, that you know, the stretch fives and whatnot. He could do so many great things, and I just, I feel like when it comes to Vladi Devance, I feel like there was just he could have done more, and he should have been more as a player than what he was.
0: Hmm, that's an interesting assessment. Vladi was. Ahead of his time Mm -hmm. in terms of his skill set. But the way the game was being played in the 90s, the physicality, that's likely what kept him from becoming, let's say, a skinnier Arvidas Sabonis, a man who could score, who could pass from the post, who was ridiculously smart. I mean, his basketball IQ was amazing. Even as a rookie, I remember there were games where you're just watching him run the offense. Imagine this: this guy doesn't know English that well, and you you got all these guys that are from different cultures and different a different world. And you would watch Vlade and how he would pivot, and how he would get to the post, how he would get out, how he would pass. His fundamentals were phenomenal. Yes, and the the, the talent that the Lakers had in the mid '90s. If you needed to know how good Vladi was, the fact that we were able to win some amazing series during that time or get close to beating, we almost beat the Suns in 93, the year they went to the finals. We were up 2-0. And game four, I'm sorry, game five, if you go back to that game, we should have won that game at home. I'm sorry, game four, not game five. We should have won that game. I'm not going to get into the details of that again because we're here to talk Vladi and Kobe. But Vlade was, could have been a starting center on a title team in L.A. if he had had the right supporting cast. Now, as far as Vlade, Nick Van Exel at the time, Eddie Jones, Seth Sabalas, these were all really, really nice players, but they were not what I would consider elite players Van Exel might have been able to get to an elite status but his focus was not always there he had a lot of anger he had a lot of just distractions in terms of being that elite player uh Eddie Jones fantastic on D, you know 20 point score but was a wasn't really like a guy that's going to be able to take over a game Eldon Campbell was a player that Always was supposed to be better than what he ended up being. And that's really what that team was. But they played hard, they played well, and Del Harris, you know, pushed the right buttons on that particular team. And Vladi Divac, had he bit played, I'd say in the early 2000 2010s and uh, until now, I, I would be, I would, I wouldn't be, I mean, is Vlade an all Hall of Famer based off his international stuff he's a he, is he a hall of famer
1: i i well he was voted as a hall of famer i'm okay. not sure you can so you he's could a hall it. of famer right yes
0: but it's not so much see i i separate the nba versus the international thing i i i know they have only one true hall of fame well it's
1: the bas- basketball uh-huh. hall right of fame.
0: but for me he's not a hall of famer and he's not an nba hall of famer that's that's kind of where i sit there he he, he might have been in this era he might have been in this area because we we they do play a softer game, and his skill set would have been wow. It would have been dynamite. It would have been. I mean, he he might have been Jokic, a skinnier Jokic at this point, right? Um, so Vlade loved being a Laker, and we loved him. Yes, we loved Vlade. I love Vlade till this day, even when he was in Sacramento flopping all over the place. I still loved him.
1: Hey, you know what, even as a Sacramento King, he provided the Lakers, you know, some the great, great help. one of the greatest
0: assists of all time. I oh exactly. no doubt. No doubt. Uh I <laughs> <laughs> Vlade helped bridge so many things for LA. He bridged the, the 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 magic era, even playing with magic, to the Shaquille O'Neal Kobe era. He helped create a, a pretty amazing rivalry that first three years in 2000 with him being with the Kings
2: and where, where he's from in the world, you created a new fan base for the Lakers. Yes. It became, you know, a
0: Serbian, the Serbian nationals are a big Laker contingency. And that, when you can take over a country, that's a pretty good thing. <laughs> so yeah, Vlade, before we get to the details of the trade, Vlade was, to me, he was he was a Laker, and even more so than a King. Obviously, more so than a Hornet, he'll always be a Laker in the end. Uh, the only tragedy is he never got a chance to win a title with them. And I know he so desperately would have loved to do that, and, and we all do. But you know, that that that. That eight-day window, we'll get into that in a second here. That eight-day window doesn't happen. That eight-day Jerry West master class, talk about master classes, master class of acquisitions and talent evaluating is, in my book, the greatest in all of NBA history.
1: We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout. But we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.
0: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check.
1: Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at
2: bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and member FDIC. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Uh, so you would watch the Tomorrow War before the Matrix. Yes. If you forced me down, you, I was tied into a chair and I had to watch one thing. I would say the Matrix was rich really funny yeah because of all the cutscenes, i could remember what a good movie was like well played sir well played yes that's the only reason for the flashbacks to remind you what a good matrix movie was that's the pop culture cosmo show and the pcc multiverse catch our shows on worldwide radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts once again it's the lakers fast break classes in session right here at lakers history 101 We're discussing as part of the lecture today, of course, the Kobe Bryant, Vladi Divac trade that, again, changed the course of so many things for the Los Angeles Lakers. And here today to also discuss and share his point of view as part of today's lecture, good man indeed. He is out of Toronto traffic. He has actually joined us right now. This professor, magic man, Sean Grice and professor, great to have you here. When you discuss the trade, uh, Vladdy Dvants and Kobe Bryant, of course. or extra. I'm sorry. Vladdy Dvants and that first round pick, because it mm-hmm. wasn't a guarantee that we were going to go ahead and select Kobe Bryant.
2: Yeah, no, it, it wasn't, Gerald. That was, um, uh, to me, it's the the best, uh, the greatest draft of all time. Uh, it produced eleven All Stars. The 1984 draft produced seven. Mm-hmm. Um what was really weird about that whole draft was, um, you know, the stories that came out later, um, you know, John Calipari basically saying that Jerry West kind of Jedi mind tricked him into not selecting Kobe. And so he takes Carrie Kittles instead. And then you get to the actual trade itself. And, you know, Kobe is selected by the Hornets, but, but, according Kobe, according to his agent, the coach of the Hornets, Dave Cowens at the time, told them, look, we're looking to trade you because you're not going to get a lot of minutes mm-hmm. with my team. I have Muggsy Bogues. I have Del Curry. I have Ricky Pierce. I have Glenn Rice. I have Malik Rose. I have a lot of... Talent in the backcourt and on the wing, and you're just not going to get a whole lot of playing time. So, he did get a
1: chance, though, Kobe Bryant to try out with other teams. And of course, the most famous being his tryout with the Celtics. Yes, there's a very real possibility he could have ended up in the Boston Green.
2: That's that's possible, Gerald. But ultimately, they selected Antoine Walker, mm-hmm. like they. They, and at the time, the the Boston Celtics said that they just felt that Antoine Walker had a better workout and they felt that he was a better fit for what they were looking for. But you're right. They they brought Kobe in for, I, I believe, a second workout um, because there was the talk that he could end up being a Celtic. Um,
1: There's still that famous photo of him in a Celtic screen.
2: Yes, of course. Of course, Um, I detest it. It's uh, it's probably his worst basketball picture of all time. But, you know, he had to work out for them. He had to wear the colors. So, so be it. Yeah, so the the trade goes down and Kobe is put on the market. And who's the first guy to call up to Charlotte Hornets? Mr. Jerry West. Yeah. Okay, so... You're looking at the Charlotte Hornets roster. They basically have Matt Geiger and Tom Chambers in their front court. And they're bereft of talent elsewhere. So they really desperately need a center for all the guards they have. So Jerry West knows this. So Jerry West doesn't care if he gives up a first-round pick and uh, Vlade for Kobe even though he's 17 and he's raw mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. So really, any talent evaluator has to just believe in their balls to bones that this kid is special. And that's what Jerry West said. He said he, he saw Kobe and he saw special. And when you're a GM and you're looking at talent 365 days a year, when that word pops in your head or the word transcendent or the word um, generational, it puts the radar on even thicker. And so Jerry West wanted Kobe, got Kobe, and the rest is history.
1: One of the things I wanted to ask you, Joe, is when you look at that draft as a whole, you know, when it comes to the thought of being able to select Kobe Bryant, it was not a done deal by any stretch of the imagination. Yes, he was a high schooler, and it was he was very raw, still had a lot to work on in his game, but the promise and potential were there. But you look at the the picks before them, uh, that you know the, before the Lakers got a chance to select Kobe Bryant, and you see the Allen Iversons, the Marcus Cambys, the Shrifa Abdul Raheems, those were players that did contribute and contribute well in case of Allen Iverson, a hall of fame career, Stefan Marbury who at the time w- started Thank out actually on a house fire. He actually looked like he might become the best of this draft at one yeah. point in time. You got other players like Ray Allen. We, we all know how Ray Allen has as far as uh, one of the best shooters of all time, Antoine Walker, like you said, who at before he, you know, battled all the issues in his life, he was actually one of the best scorers in the league at one time. So you've got a lot of players there that had at least, uh, you know, some inkling of familiarity, but there was always this tempting promise by every single one of those teams that could have looked at it where they were tempted, but ultimately didn't pull the trigger on any of them.
0: So at the time, Kobe was going to be the second modern day. I say modern, not because Moses Malone can be considered modern, but, Like, KG, the year before, was the first high school player, I think, in 13 years, something like that. And the only guys that had come out from high school to the NBA were always big men. This was the first perimeter player to be coming from high school to the NBA. Mind you, Kobe probably weighed a buck 80. Buck 89, whatever it was. He was a skinny guy. So there's a clip of Phil Jackson pretty much putting massive shade on the fact that high school players were going to be drafted. Because he's like, they're just not mentally ready to be men, basically. So I've always found that kind of interesting how <laughs> that, that stuff always happens. That's why I always say there's a God or there's some someone putting stuff together to put that together i mean it's a this was probably usually phil plays a little coy on his you know interviews this was straight up these guys don't belong here so
2: he called them whale poop it
0: it, he had no respect for children essentially right he wanted men and that's 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 always been phil jackson's thing so Kobe bryant wasn't taken seriously it was too early anyone and everyone will say the same thing oh what happened here and what happened there and no one knew anything I remember that whole sequence vividly vividly I heard about Kobe Bryant being drafted no one not the Lakers not anyone thought anything of it other than oh I guess the Lakers are gonna they traded Vlade for Shaq. That makes sense. And with that draft pick, they picked this guy who we're going to see what happens to him. Why And is it a risk? Not really. You know, to me, a 13th pick really never really made a difference at that time. There were a few here and there, but really it was always going to be like a top five guy in the NBA. But the most important part was Shaq. We were able to open up the books so they can get Shaq. I was excited about Shaq. Kobe was like, well, if... If he works out, great. If not, we got Eddie We got Eddie Jones. And we have Van X on the backcourt. So there wasn't any kind of – the genius of the Jerry West analyzation didn't really come out until, obviously, Colby made the all-star team his second season as a non-starter. And, by the way, he got robbed of the six-man award that year. They gave it to Danny Manning, and that still, in terms of basketball – memory still irritates the crap out of me um so what what did it mean for the hornets they get their center right we're still in that center centric culture of the nba charlotte wasn't gonna win a championship but they sure were gonna be competitive as a matter of fact if I remember correctly, the following year they did win a playoff game against the the Bulls, where, um, what's his name? God, what well, the the little guard that they had? I completely blanked out. I remember. Well, his let name. me put Are it he? to
1: you like this: I mean, oh, was we, we
0: always look at it. We Are always he? look at. It. No, not Muggsy. The other one, the one that played with the Bulls. Dell Curry,
1: Tyra uh, Boak. You said Bugsy. Bo- no, Mugsy, the guard Dale that Curry? played
0: with the Bulls in the first three beat. Oh. um <laughs> –
1: talking about bj armstrong B.J. Armstrong.
0: yes so that was their best team the hornets best team
1: well let me Uh, let me put it this way you know after they made the trade you know we always talk about what it's done for kobe and what for did for the lakers when it comes to what it did for charlotte they had two 50 win seasons mm -hmm. once they got blotted
2: yes yes it was they did they they did what's what's and what's what's kind of um I, it it's quite the anomaly that franchise still hasn't won a division title they 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 did win they did win 50 games but they they still couldn't win a division title because they were in a division with the Orlando Magic and they were in a division with the Miami Heat and they weren't going to be better than those teams no matter how hard they tried so they did have a, a fair bit of success, Gerald. You're right about that. Uh Vladdy did stabilize their uh their front court um because their backcourt was really good. Again, they you know Ricky Pierce wasn't the the same guy he was in the, the mid late eighties back then, but he yeah. was still a very good player off the bench that could spell uh Del Curry. Uh you also had Um, Malik Rose you had a young Glenn Rice as well so it was a formidable team Um, they just weren't at the same level as the Bulls
1: that's correct and and they did end up in the 1997-98 year end up losing in the conference semifinals to the Bulls rather Hanley's but still again we always talk about what you know, Kobe Bryant coming to LA did for the Lakers did for the organization for years to come. But I just wanted to go ahead and mention as part of today's lecture that the addition of Vlade Divac, what it did for that team, at least in the short term, then we obviously know what had happened. He got traded to Sacramento and it went from there. So I think that success followed Vlade around after he went from, of course, the Lakers to Charlotte and then to Sacramento. I don't think it's a Coincidence, the fact that Vladi Divac, when he went on Charlotte and when he went on uh, Sacramento, that they both started winning some real games and becoming a major force in the NBA.
2: Oh, absolutely. Uh, You know, again, that 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 draft is is uh, very unique because in the same draft, uh, Jerry West selects Derek Fisher. Mm hmm from uh, Little Rock Arkansas yes and Kobe and fish end up forming a special bond on the basketball court because Kobe was the one who said that Derek Fisher was the one who took all the licks from him but he just kept practicing and he just kept uh, just pushing himself. And Kobe respected that. And they formed a very special bond, five championships together. Uh, You know, off that success alone, Jerry West produced uh, two players that won a combined ten championships. uh, That's very special. Maybe that's once in a lifetime draft for most GMs. But it seemed like Jerry West could pull that off, you know, like a rabbit out of a hat. Just. At any point in time, he was capable of striking with these kind of deals, and um, going forward, it just it, it forged uh, a special bond. And Kobe understood at the time that, like Joe was saying, he knew how skinny he was. He knew that mentally, he probably wasn't ready yet. But the guy was just thirsty. All he did was ask questions. And the you know, it's funny, Gerald, when you're when you're apprentice, and you're coming up in the world, in whatever trade you're um, striving for. Some people don't offer you help uh, openly. You have to work for it. You have to earn their trust. And then they might bestow some wisdom on you but Kobe kept asking questions, staying late. He did all the right things that you want a student to do. He became the perfect student, basically. This 17-year-old kid um, basically became the perfect student because he raised his hand in class, he took licks, he just came back, he comes early, he stays late, he gets his homework done, he gets straight A's. He's valedictorian. On and on and on and on. Like it goes forward, but it's just it, it. It's remarkable what happened there. It truly is.
1: Once again, it is Lakers history one hundred and one. We're discussing the Vladi divats to Charlotte. In return, the first round pick came back in nineteen ninety six for Kobe Bryant. Joe, I want to ask you this. It's a great question. Or One of our fabulous students, Blue Magic, raised his hand in class. He wanted to ask a question. Sorry if I missed it, professors, but does anyone know – I put in the professors, by the way. Does anyone know if the Lakers wanted to trade Dvots for someone or something other than Kobe? I have a feeling, you know, the way the West says it, he was targeting Kobe. He was targeting that pick, and he had just a gut feeling that he would be available around then, so – The way West phrased it, that was his singular goal, but I'm sure still he had some backups in case that Kobe Bryant would not fall down to number 13.
0: So they signed Shaquille O'Neal eight days before the draft, Mm -hmm. but they Mm -hmm. still needed the money. Something must have been agreed on before. And the other thing is, Jerry West was preparing in case Shaq wanted 140 million instead of, I believe, the 121. Mm-hmm. He was going to renounce Elton Campbell's yes uh, deal or contract, I should say. So Jerry West had to trade Vlade to get Shaq. I believe Jerry didn't know until that workout with Michael Cooper that Kobe Bryant was going to be what he ended up being in that workout. So it was one of those things where, and this is why Jerry West, I think had to go to the hospital or get medical attention after this whole process is he was probably sitting there going, Holy crap. We're going to get the number one player of this era and possibly the number one player potentially, of the next era, all from one transaction. You trade Vlade, you've now cleared money to get Shaq officially. That trade then gets you the 13th pick, and you pick Kobe Bryant. I mean, it's it's just it's too cliche to say that Jerry West was ahead of his time. Just saying he was a good talent evaluator was not – it doesn't do him any justice. This guy has a sixth sense for this business and this game that you just can't buy, train, or teach. And to top it off on top of that, (laughs) he drafts a Laker icon at 24 in Derek Fisher. I mean, eight days. In eight days, he brought the Lakers Shaq, Kobe, and Derek Fisher. That's right there. That transaction in my book would have put him in the Hall of Fame.
2: Thirteen rings. Thirteen rings with the Lakers combined.
0: I mean, come on. When you talk about Mr. Clutch, I know he lost to the Celtics seven times, twice to the Knicks. But... And he was called Mr. Clutch during that time, but.
1: And they named a ward after him. What personally. a
0: what a what a fitting name, for what really developed later. Because when he was just Jerry West, which is what he was as a for a short amount of time, a coach, but more of an executive. This is what you call clutch. This he did stuff in the eighties too. We won't get into that now because we're talking about Body and Kobe. But this was like the coup de gras. Is that what they say? I don't know. Is that French?
2: Yeah, oh. Very good, Joe. Very good. There you go.
0: So I can't take credit for it. It was uh, – I remember when 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 the Steelers sealed the AFC championship game to go to Detroit to take Jerome Bettis to Detroit for the Super Bowl. That was what uh, the play-by-play announcer said once uh, Big Ben dove into the end zone on a quarterback uh, run. Anyways, so Jerry West – in this month-long crusade to get the Lakers to the next step, to create the next dynasty. This, I don't think, still gets enough enough pub. It just doesn't get enough pub. Because no one in the NBA except a little bit from John Calipari, which was the precursor to what John Calipari put his hat on in his time, which is he is the greatest amateur coach to essentially guide these guys into the NBA. He would go to these kids' houses, tell the parents, guys, these guys are going to come play with me. They're going to learn how to play the right way. I'm going to take care of them. But you're going to be rich in a year. And I'm going to make sure you're ready. Your son is ready to go to the NBA. I'm going to do my best to, to, to prepare them you know and it makes sense I know John Calipari has a personality and a lot of people like and a lot of people that didn't like him Bobby Knight I'm sure to some degree Krzyzewski Rick uh, Pitino Rick Pitino Rick which is the irony of that is hilarious by the way yes the fact that I Rick Pitino would not like I somebody agree. right um <laughs> you, you 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 got you got those that those are the two things guys and I I, I don't even look Charlotte was getting a center I don't think they gave two craps about the Kobe Bryant thing. They're like, hey, look, we're going to get Vladi for a 13th pick for some high school kid. Yeah, whatever. Who, who cares? The other thing was the funny story around the Kobe thing is, and I, it, it, this recently came out, I think, on some of the documentaries. The Clippers had talked to Kobe and said, well, you know, we're not going to be taken seriously if we're going to you know, draft a high school kid. The Clippers saying that, by the way. Okay. Good for you guys. You just cost yourself at least four or five titles, by the way. But, uh, you know, have your respect now. Go ahead and uh, do your thing. So there was no, to, to answer Blue Magic's question, there was never any no, any news in any way at that time, 10 years later, and now that Vladi was going to go anywhere other than to Charlotte for that pick and to clear up cap room for Shaq. That's it. There was never any discussions. I think Jerry West got tunnel vision and said, this has to go the way it's going to go, or we're effed. We lose Shaq. We lose Kobe. I die. <laughs> Jerry West has a heart attack and dies in 1996 if this doesn't happen. Because if you can't get rid of uh, Vladi's salary, I don't know how that all kind of plays out. And then, of course, you lose Kobe Bryant to who? Who would draft Kobe Bryant after 13? Would be a great what if. That would be a great what if. Jeez. Um, well, Phoenix,
2: Phoenix, Phoenix is sitting there at 15, and they're guard heavy. So they decide they're going to take this uh, small kid from Santa Clara named Steve Nash.
0: I am going to – I'm going to go out on a limb here and say because the Knicks were picking – I think they were picking 18 and 19 in that draft. And they they picked John Wallace, which New York were dying to get, right? And at the time, I thought that was great. Syracuse kid. And then I believe they got Walter McCarty on this, in the next pick. Uh, from and then
2: Port and then Portland selects Jermaine O'Neal.
0: Okay, so imagine well, here, this. Here,
1: it, here, okay, here it goes. Okay, after Kobe Bryant, Peja Stojakovic was picked to up Kings, by the yep. Kings. Steve Nash was picked up by Phoenix. After.
2: Bryant, Stojakovic, Nash, all all star.
0: I, I looking at that draft and remembering the little details again, guys. SportsCenter Center was at its peak. Sports Center in the '90s were like. It was like it was SNL in the '90s, Sports Center in the '90s was what what their prime was. It was the best sports uh, station, best sports information ever in the history of its existence was in the '90s. So there was really, really good information coming out at that time, but not enough to say I, I know everything. But I do remember that. Phoenix was very high on Steve Nash. Tony Delk would have went where he went, which was, I believe, the Charlotte Hornets at the time, right? Yes, correct. that's correct. Uh, the formerly the, the New Orleans Hornets, blah, 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 right? He went 16th and yeah. then after that Jermaine
1: O'Neal. Right, John and, John then Walls, Jermaine O'Neal and then Jermaine O'Neal would have been picked.
0: I really believe in my – because New York, New York didn't know who they were going to get. They picked John Wallace because I think whoever they wanted wasn't there. I believe if Kobe doesn't get drafted by Charlotte at 13, I really believe he's going to New York at either 18 or 19. Think about it for a second. Maybe he, maybe they pick Wallace at 18 and Kobe at 19. Imagine Kobe Bryant in a Knicks uniform. Holy crap, we could have a whole show on that. Yeah, that and that's sense. the exciting part. That that and the New Jersey thing really, like that "what if" show. I was glued on the TV because imagine there would be no Brooklyn Nets right now. Kobe would be a New York. He would be the number one New York icon, even bigger than Frank Sinatra. Oh though. yeah,
2: they would nickname uh, a highway after him for sure. He'd Joe. be it'd be the New Jersey Nets.
0: You know, three, four, five time champion. New Jersey It'd
2: be like the Kobe Turnpike.
0: And Kobe's stats would have been close to Jordan S because he would have been he would have been hit the pavement right off the bat. Jordan Kobe, the the amazing part about Kobe's statistics is he really didn't play the first three years. Mind you, remember, he didn't play at all his rookie year barely. Second year, he was a six man. Third year, there was only a 50 game season that year. He didn't play his first full season which he did get hurt that year, broke his wrist, which was actually a, a blessing in disguise because they he broke his wrist and they signed B. Shaw. And B. Shaw was the Robert Ori of the 2000 season or definitely in that Portland season series. So you're sitting there and you're looking at his stats. Yes, he did get what was more important is the fact that he was a 21, 22, and a 23-year-old 3P world champ. That wouldn't have happened anywhere else. I think at that time, that early, he sacrificed his stats, but got them later. But you know, again, I think winning in the end was was more. Well, here, more here important.
2: here's here's the trip about about that draft. So, Kobe selected number thirteen, the win shares of the the most win shares in their career. Kobe's number one from 96 172.7 wins. 1984 the number one win share is Hakim. Hakim has 162.8. So Kobe Kobe's almost beating him by 10 wins there. Um a 13th pick 17 year old kid going up against a Phenom like I said I go back and forth with people all the time, but I, I really do believe the 96 draft is the greatest draft ever. And it trivia time, because we'll uh, take a little bit of a break, in the 96 draft, five players from that draft ended up playing for the Lakers. Name all five.
0: So the five guys drafted in ninety-six played all played for the Lakers.
2: Yeah, five guys from the 96 draft all played for the Lakers. Wow.
0: Okay, so Steve Nash, Kobe Bryant, Derek Fisher. Who the hell else was that? That must have been late in the 20 picks. Go ahead. Give me the other yeah. two.
2: So the 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 other two are Samaki Walker.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs>
2: He and was Travis, picked by Dallas and Travis
0: Knight. Travis Knight. That's right. I forgot about Travis Knight. I forgot about Travis Knight. They had three picks that year. Yes. Oh, that's sad. I can't believe I forgot that. Sorry. I was thinking about other, I was thinking about like a, like a, a player that was coming in and it was twilight year to to, to play with us. Yeah. I totally yeah. forgot about that. Sorry. I guess yeah, I should. Def-
2: definitely blue. Oh, three draft is up there too. I think those, those are the top three, you know, the, the, the Shaq draft the that's up there too. That's in a top five. And then I, you know, my top five draft list of all time would probably number five would probably be 1960. You had Oscar one Jerry West two. Um that alone puts you in a top five, but just going back to this draft again, you know, sometimes you get lucky in life, you know? You know, some guys get breaks where other guys don't. John Calipari selects, like Joe was saying, if he had selected Kobe Bryant, it would have been a different story, but he selects Kerry Kittles. While Kittles doesn't make an all-star team, he had a pretty good rookie year. I think he was, I don't think he made the first team. I want to see him made the second team. Off the top of my head, because I don't that that draft was just stacked. There was no way he was going to make the 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 first all rookie team. So Kalipari missed on that one, and he he talks he talks about that one a lot, a lot. He talks about how you know if he had selected Kobe, he likely isn't shown the door because he's likely given another two to three years, and maybe. Maybe Kobe develops faster. Maybe he doesn't. We'll never know. But like Joe said, whether it's Calipari passing on him and then the Hornets trading him, and then what if the Knicks had selected him? Because I I remember the draft at the time. I was in his old. I wasn't as young as Gerald and Joe were at the time. I was younger than these gentlemen, but I do remember. Uh, specifically uh, you know the analyst saying you know if 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 Kobe drops from Charlotte not taking him he's likely going to the Knicks I remember that too this is Raphael from NBA Draft dot com and you are listening to the Lakers fast break
1: hey Lakers fans So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com.
0: It's a really great what-if game because of the circumstances at the time. The first perimeter high school to NBA player. This is something that needs to be said more. It wasn't just a simple, oh, this kid's coming from here. No, this was a, this was big. This was and uh, this was this was a game changer,
2: and and Blue Magic is right. If if uh, if Twitter was around back in '96, yeah, Jerry West would have gotten roasted. You're trading you're trading Vlade Divac for this kid you call a diamond in the rough.
0: No, they would have known. I think they would have known that they were trading Vlade because of Shack, and this was kind of a a secondary thing.
1: It all fell into place because of the master stroke that was played out by Jerry West. You saw the fact that they they did get, and he was able to sign Shaquille O'Neal. He was able to pull off the trade. Flavie Divac's going to Charlotte for that first round pick, which ultimately turned out to be Kobe Bryant with all those other teams passing on him. And which, again, it turns out he was the best player in that draft and he was chosen 13th. Even Allen Iverson, you know, who was at number one, I think if Philadelphia had to do it all over again, I think they would have picked Kobe over
0: Allen.
2: Yeah, I agree, Gerald. I agree. Even even though uh, how much influence A.I. has had not only on the court, but off the court, I think just just purely on skill, you'd you'd have to take Kobe number one. Overall, there's there's no question about it. Um, not only not only is um, his skill set impressive, um, his workout uh, ethic is beyond reproach. Um, it it's basically unparalleled. The only really parallels are Michael Jordan. So uh, when you talk about somebody's work ethic like that. He's going number one. There's no debate. I'd have some debate at number two if you redid that one. I. Who would you, know, you pick I,
1: then if that's the case? Because obviously for me, Kobe would be number one. To me, I think Allen Iverson would still be the number two. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Above yes. Steve Nash.
2: Yes. I honestly don't think that if Nash goes to the the Grizzlies, there. That's um, that's that's really wow. That's. That's so would something.
1: you pick Iverson second, I, or would you pick Nash? I second? think, I think
2: you if know. If I think, went two, I think the Grizzlies would ha- would take Steve Nash number three.
0: Yeah, Toronto would be really. It'd be like, oh my god, we want to get Nash. You know, Canadian, and all that stuff. But you can't pass up AI. You, he goes two. There's no way. There's no way AI is not going to. Yeah, two-time. But MVP? Vancouver, but Vancouver gets Nash.
1: Two-time MVP. You sure? Yeah.
0: Um, Vancouver I, I, ap- redraft everyone knows what's going on and then the next pick will be would be interesting. You go Jermaine O'Neal or Ray Allen.
2: Whew, yeah, you're you're Milwaukee, right? Yeah. Well, oh. it would be uh yeah. Yeah, cuz yeah. you're Milwaukee and then Minnesota's picking. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. Now you're oh. now
0: you're starting to get to that holy yeah. crap. What what are we doing now?
2: Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. You know what if I was Milwaukee there, yeah, I would take Marcus Canby.
1: Are you sure not Pedro Sloyakovic?
2: Ooh.
0: Would you take Marcus Camby over Jermaine O'Neal and Ray Allen?
1: Early years of Stefan
2: Marbury? I still take Camby. Okay,
0: so you take Camby over O'Neal and yeah. Ray Allen. Okay. yeah. So Camby goes Camby goes to Milwaukee and then basically Ray Allen still goes to,
2: <laughs> Minnesota.
0: to, to Minnesota. I would
1: pick Allen over all, any of those guys.
0: So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then yeah, it's I would think hard on Paige.
0: It, it would yeah. be
1: and, and then <laughs> early years of Stefan. because Stefan, okay let's put things in perspective here Stefan, until Kobe started breaking out in the early 2000s Stephon and AI like similar to what we saw with, what we talked about last time Derwin Williams, Williams, and Williams and Chris, and Chris Paul yeah.
2: well it, it's you know it's it's unfo- it's unfortunate that uh, Starberry didn't want to make that work because he and KG had chemistry and. You added Sam Cassell into the mix. That was that was a potent trio, and he just decided he needed more exposure and he wanted star power, and he asked his way out of there. Um, you know, it's an inter- it, it's an interesting scenario, right? Because Ray Allen uh, ends up going to a place where he's not happy, he's not playing the way he wants to play. Um, He's not as happy as he was at UConn and he gets traded to uh, Seattle and uh, it changes his career.
1: I will say this though. It's been a great time talking to each and every one of you guys as part of our lecture here. Thank you to the class that has been here for video or audio. This is Lakers History 101 right here at the Lakers Fast Break. But before we head on out, guys, we've got less than 10 minutes left left in class. want to go ahead and make sure we, we elaborate on the ramifications and the legacy of what that trade did. Joe, I'm going to start with you first. What exactly do you have to say in regards to that? Because, again, we all know what titles they won with Kobe Bryant. We all know the player he became. But there's a certain legacy. There's a certain importance to the nba and to los angeles lakers when it comes to
0: that trade i'm going to try to give you the perspective from myself and then obviously the league Mm -hmm. i was around a lot of chicago bull fans in the 90s michael jordan was i was coming off the tail end of the magic era magic was my favorite player but i never really was old enough to really understand and embrace that 80s dynasty I got the tail end of it, like 1990 and then on. In, in a billion years, in a billion years, I would have never thought that my team would have gotten their own Michael Jordan. Never. And no one would have ever guessed that. So looking at that, what that trade did, it gave me the ability to watch Michael Jordan For the Lakers. And that's just mind-boggling to me to this day. That's who Kobe was. He might have been a hair below Michael in terms of talent. Just a hair. And I think that hair might have been bridged had he won in 04 and 08. We've talked about that. I believe so would have. Because a big part of why Michael's legacy is what it is, is because of his accomplishments on top of the talent. And unfortunately, Kobe had two duds that it's it's just that's just life guys it, it, it's always going to keep them here with jordan
1: well blue magic brings up a great point what if he did follow hill jackson if kobe didn't get drafted with that 13th draft pick would have been interesting if if michael jordan followed phil jackson to, to I, I don't think mike i don't think michael
0: would have ever done that not not I think Michael, uh, as much as we want to say, and he said that he could have played another year or two, that 98 Bulls team. And he, you know, to be fair with Michael, Michael said, let us play until we lose. He wanted to go out. He wanted to lose. He goes, just let us play until we lose. But Reinsdorf didn't want to do that. He wanted to get ahead of the game a little bit. Probably got tired of all the drama. You know, sometimes that happens. Look at Dan Gilbert with all the LeBron stuff. He... At some point, a good a, a a human being finally gets like, look, I'm tired of. I want to come to work and enjoy my work. Yeah, we're winning championships. Yeah, I have Michael Jordan, but if I have to have an angioplasty after every season because of this, I'm not. It's not worth it. You know, that's one of the things I do like about Jerry Reinsdorf. He's, he's a very practical guy, and I think at that point, everyone went the way they went because that's really what it. it they got out a, a year earlier than. Then, then they were ready to go. And sometimes that's a good thing, getting out earlier, a little earlier than, than too late. Jordan's legacy would have, was perfect. He didn't have to play anymore. He, he His last shot in the NBA was a game-winning shot to three-peat for the second time. If he doesn't go to Washington, he might have had the perfect career, perfect career start and everything, like be, even with all the stuff he did, right? So I don't believe he would have come back to play in L.A. in 99 unless they paid him $50 million a year. Then then maybe he might have considered it.
1: Well, before we head on out, Professor Magic Man, do you have any last thoughts on the implications of this trade and what it did for the Lakers and the organization before we head on out?
2: Oh, well, um, you know, it 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 changed Kobe Bryant's career, Gerald, because he thought he was going to be a Charlotte Hornet. And then they said, We don't want you. He's like, oh, you don't want me. Okay. So every time I'm playing you guys, it's just going to be just that little bit extra motivation just to let you know what you traded away, what you could have had. Um,
1: Plus also the teams that passed on by the high school.
2: He said he had a list. He said he had a list. Prepared. Who, who, who did this? I'm sorry. Who,
0: who said this? In regards to what? Who who said that uh, he had a list? Kobe. I, I, why? Go ahead. Go ahead, finish up, and I'll tell you why that's kind of.
1: Well, that's that's a that's a lot of players. Or it, the it, it, it wasn't really they always seem you know these the motivated it, it, players do it,
2: actually it, do that. He, he remembered all the players who were picked ahead of him. He remembers all of them, Joe. That's that's oh, what. The okay, so. Were.
0: So this is the part where Kobe mimicked Michael a lot. I think they made stuff in their head up to to motivate themselves. No one except Calipari and maybe a few people that we didn't really hear about really knew anything about Kobe Bryant being anything. No one knew. They knew he was raw. They knew he had talent. But I don't blame anyone. I don't blame anyone because that's – guys, this Jerry West is who he is for a reason
2: yeah and and just to just to uh, uh, put a put a cherry on top of this at the end, Gerald, for the class um of all Jerry West's accomplishments, his personal accolades, his championships as a player as an executive, the ninety six draft is his crown jewel that's that's the Rosetta stone in Jerry West's career. That he got Shaq, then he drafted Derek Fisher, Travis Knight. He traded for Kobe, Bean Bryant. He capped off an, uh, an executive career, and those guys combined. I believe uh, if I'm ca- if I'm counting all five of them, I believe that's well over 15 championships combined that Jerry West dra- drafted and or traded for. Within those, those couple of weeks. Um, it was just an outstanding. Outstanding. Series of events like Joe was saying. And yeah. I do remember. Uh, seeing a little cry on. On the news. That Jerry West was hospitalized. Um, I'm not. I can't remember what it was for exactly. But I do remember that. Um, it, he must have been going through hell. Uh, I can't imagine maybe some of, uh, the, maybe the gallons of Pepto-Bismol he was drinking to try and control acid reflux for the decisions he was making here. But it, it's just an incredible achievement by Mr. West. And uh, as a Laker fan, just I'm just so thankful that uh, in 1960, they decided to take him.
1: Absolutely indeed. But once again, if you have any questions for the class or the instructors, Professor Joe Sorrow, Professor Magic Man or the Dean of Lakers Fastbreak University class, if you have any questions, please go ahead and hit us up at Lakers Fastbreak on Twitter or right there on YouTube or Facebook or, of course, Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com. Well, we truly appreciate you being part of today's history lesson. Guys, I want to go ahead and bring up as a next lecture, as a next subject on our next Lakers History 101, what could have been and what was with the 2012 Los Angeles Lakers. That was something that was brought up by TJ Johnson. And I want to go ahead through that whole mess. That's going to be something of great discussion. It's not going to be fun, but it's something that people need to understand what the promise was. The Sports Illustrated cover the whole nine yards. So definitely gonna go ahead and touch on that. Joe, you, you seem irritated already. Any thoughts on that before we head on out?
0: I remember that summer telling my Laker friend, Laker fan friend, I said, Bro, this is one of those games where we're watching, and again, we've watched every game, no matter what, D V R whatever. But I told him, I go, This is this team, we're gonna wanna watch that game on December twenty-eighth. When they're playing Milwaukee, I always picked on Milwaukee at the time because <laughs> in Milwaukee, there were some games I'd watch, whether they were in Milwaukee or they're at Staples, where I'm like, are these guys awake? I'm barely awake <laughs> watching these guys play. They're dead. Like, there's no feeling. It's like, oh, let's just get this game over with. They'd always win it, so it was okay. But boy, did we get slapped, double slapped in the that face. We
1: did that we did that whole team the promise that it had unfortunately it's a story in and of itself and we'll cover I that in our it next and it, oh. it we'll cover that on our next That's funny blue magic We'll cover that on our next Lakers history 101 Blue Magic sovereign you've been sensational everyone as well Josh McDees he's been great as well of course, our super fan on Facebook. Truly appreciate all of our students attending today's class, both watching and listening. But we'll be back tomorrow for the live watch party against the Nuggets. And of course, after that, it's the post game. Of course, right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Class is now.